Well, good evening. It's very, it's uh, my great pleasure to be with you today. And I'm very thankful for the invitation to be here. And it's great to be able to spend this time with you in adoration to be able to worship our Lord and put Him really in the first place of, in our lives. Today I was asked to pray, to talk about the rosary, and I'm very happy about that because the rosary is one of my great loves. Mary has always been very close to me, and the rosary is one way where we stay close to Mary. And, you know, if we talk about the rosary, well, we're, we're talking about Mary, and Mary is someone who's very present in our lives. And for me, one moment where I really felt that presence or, or somebody whom I, who I knew who was very much in love with Mary was John Paul II, Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II. When I was studying in Rome, it was the last year and a half of his life. And I remember February 2nd, 2005, we had gone to St. Peter's, uh, Peter's Church for a special Mass. And this was a Mass for all the religious in the world. So you can think of the Carmelites, the Benedictines, the Franciscans, all of us who were in Rome at the time, we were all together with the Pope. But this year, you know, this is merely two months before he passed away, he was no longer strong enough to celebrate Mass, to, but he wanted to be there. And so we had the Mass in the main altar, and John Paul II, he was off to one side, and they kind of had this little structure built up for him, and that's where he was praying during the Mass. And he had a chair, and he had a kneeler. And when we came to the point of consecration, he knelt down. He needed his secretaries to help him so they could kneel down there on the kneeler. But it was something that really struck me. You know, he was already suffering from Parkinson's decades before he had suffered the assassination attempt. In those last, you know, 10, 15 years of his life, it was very hard to move. And he had problems with his hip and all these different difficulties. But there he was kneeling because he was in front of the mystery of the Eucharist. And this was something that really struck me. And, you know, just seeing this man of faith, and, you know, obviously in Mass, the focus is always the consecration of the Eucharist, and that's the most important thing that's happening there. But I, I have to admit, I was distracted by Pope John Paul II and seeing his faith. And where does that come from? He's somebody who was always very much a man in love with Mary and a man who was very devoted to the rosary. So today that we're going to speak about the rosary, well, first I want to talk about what the rosary is not. You know, because we can have a lot of different, you know, ideas about the rosary, maybe sometimes when we meet other people that might even attack us about the rosary when we think about more secular or more Protestant atmospheres. So it's not a good luck charm, right? We don't, don't just have the rosary in our pocket so that we can ward off evil, evil spirits. It's not a piece of jewelry. You know, in the last couple of decades, we've seen a certain rise of models wearing the rosary. You know, and it's, I don't think that it's a sin to put the rosary around our neck, but it's not simply a piece of jewelry. 
It's not a physical weapon, you know, with their, with their brothers and sisters and they kind of whip them with the rosary. That wouldn't be a good idea. And it's also not a fidget toy. Now here I would say that I'm, I'm guilty of this sometimes. Sometimes when I get nervous, I'll just kind of, you know, look in my pocket and pull out my rosary and I might even just have it and just kind of moving it around and it, you know, somehow takes away some of the anxiety. But it's not simply a fidget, a fidget toy. So what is the rosary? And, and here, you know, really, in just this short talk, this short reflection, as we're in adoration, uh, we can't get totally into it. But I think that, you know, the rosary essentially is a portal, a portal to contemplative prayer. You know, so often for us, it can be hard to pray. And if we look in the catechism, something that I would invite you all to do in the fourth part of the catechism, it, it teaches precisely about prayer. And we know that the highest form of prayer is contemplative prayer. Well, the rosary can get us there. You know, where contemplative prayer is, you know, resting in our Lord, being with Him, maybe not being so focused on saying a lot of different things, but enjoying the presence of our Lord. So the rosary helps us to get there because it's not easy. You know, even just tonight, as we spend this time in front of our Lord, and sometimes it can be time, it can be hard to just sit there in silence. But that's something that's good, and the rosary can help us get there. Rosary, you know, if we look at the different divisions of prayer, would be an example of vocal prayer, a prayer that is made up of, of a lot of different things that we're saying, um, but it's something that really helps us to enter into contemplation of the mysteries of Christ's life. And one thing that I like to think about when I'm praying the rosary, you know, when you pull out your rosary and you have the beads there and you have the crucifix and everything's kind of together and you have the rosary, you know, and it's something that's very special because you have the rosary in your hand as you're praying. So there's a certain physical element when we're praying the rosary and the beads go through your fingers and you have it in your hand. And one, one thing that I like to imagine, it's like if you're holding Mary's hand. You know, here all of us, we've, we've grown up quite a bit, so we probably don't walk around holding our, our mother's hand too often. But think, when you were two, three years old, how much comfort that would give you. How much solace that would give you. How much confidence that would give you. Well, when we pray the rosary, we're able to take Mary's hand and be very much with her. And, you know, one, you know, we probably all have learned how to pray the rosary. Sometimes it might be hard for us to pray the rosary and we get a little bit caught up in the repetition. But I think there's kind of three basic strategies for praying the rosary. And one, perhaps, we focus on the mysteries, right? And we have, you know, since the, the letter that Pope John Paul II wrote about the rosary, we have the 20 mysteries. We have the five joyful mysteries, the five luminous mysteries, the five sorrowful mysteries, and the five glorious mysteries. And, and so as we're praying the rosary, you know, we normally announce the mystery. Then we pray in Our Father, the Ten Hail Marys, the Glory Be. We might pray the, the prayer of Fatima, Oh my Jesus. And then we announce the next, next mystery. So as we're praying the rosary, definitely one thing that can be very good is to focus on the mystery. So even as we're seeing the words of the Hail Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women.
But at the same time, you know, if we're praying the Sorrowful Mysteries, we might be thinking about the agony of Jesus in the Garden at Gethsemane. So praying the Rosary, focusing on the mystery, that might, that, you know, the first option. But then a second option might be that we focus on the words of the prayer. Holy Mary, Mother of God, you know, what does this mean for me? What, what am I saying when I say Holy Mary? Why am I affirming that she's the Mother of God? Well, because she is, right? So this is a, a form of the prayer that can be deepening our faith. And, and this is a, a way that a lot of times brings us a lot of peace. The simple repetition of the words, it uh, you know, can bring us even to a rhythm of breathing and of being very much in tune with our Lord. And then finally, the third option might be praying, focusing on the intention of the mystery. Because that's something I always like to do. You know, we'll announce the, the mystery. So if we've gotten to the third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. And then I might think, okay, well, whenever I pray, I can always have an intention. I can always have somebody for whom I am praying. Maybe I know somebody who's sick. Maybe my brother's going through a rough time. Maybe I'm looking for guidance and direction for my own future. You know, so I can pray for that within the context of the rosary. And so I, I mention my intention, and then I go into the Our Father, the Hail Marys, and the Glory Be. So we know what the rosary is not. We know what the rosary is. And then finally, I just want to suggest for you a few heroes of the rosary. Yesterday, October 13th, was the anniversary of the final apparition at Fatima. In the year 2000, in, sorry, in the year 1917, right? And for Fatima, Mary appeared to three simple shepherd children, Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta. And they had to suffer a lot because of the, the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin and because of what that meant. They were in a, you know, Portugal at the time was very very much trying to become more secular and so the local mayor definitely wanted to root out anything that he viewed as superstition and the rosary really did change their lives you know they were they came from very religious families they were cousins basically they lived next door grew up together and being the smaller children in the family they were supposed to take care of the sheep so every day they would gather the sheep from close to home and take them out to the pasture and they had the tradition, and the parents had told them this, to pray the rosary every day after lunch. But, and I think this was Francisco's idea, because normally this type of bad idea comes from the boys. But they, they decided, okay, well, we have to pray the rosary. But they, I mean, they really enjoyed each other's company. They were always playing together. So Francisco, he wanted more time for games. So he felt like the rosary was cutting into his time to play. He says, well, what if we were to pray the rosary, but we were to pray it fast? We were to pray it more quickly. And so they started to do what they started to do. They, they would pray, Our Father, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. And then, you know, very quickly we would get through the whole rosary. And so then when the Blessed Virgin appeared and Lucia and Jacinta heard Mary, but Francisco could only see her. And he couldn't hear anything that was going on. 
And so you know, Lucia is there, and Lucia was kind of the one who was speaking with the Blessed Virgin. And Francisco was kind of talking to her. He's like, Lucia, I can't hear anything. What's going on? What are you, what are you and, and Jacinta talking about? Like, what, how can you hear the Blessed Virgin? So Lucia is like, you know, be quiet. Stop bothering me. Like we might do with our little brother sometime. And then eventually she asks, and Mary says, well, you have to pray many rosaries, Francisco. And so then he, he started to pray the rosary, and then finally he could hear the, the words of the Blessed Virgin as well. And then the other, you know, for me, the great hero of the rosary that I, I got to know in my own life, Pope John Paul II. And, you know, he's somebody who had a very difficult life growing up in Poland, you know, kind of coming of age at the beginning with the, the Nazis invading. Then the Nazis were overthrown. You know, the, they lost the war, but then the communists moved in. And so he grew up in, a very, in very difficult times and becoming a priest, a bishop, and having to always fight, struggle with the communists. But he always had the rosary very close to his heart. And, and what we know from his secretaries, from his own testimony, is that even as Pope, he would pray you know, all 15 decades of the rosary every day. Um, because before, before his letter, you know, we had the, the 15 traditional decades. You know, why would he do that? Well, because it was something that was important for him, something that helped him uh, sustain his own spiritual life in a way to be very close to the Blessed Virgin. So today, as we have this time of adoration, we can also just think a little bit about our relationship with Mary. What is Mary doing for me? And how am I taking advantage of the opportunities that I have to pray the rosary? And if it seems to you like it might be a lot to pray the rosary every day, I would invite you to start off with simply a decade. One Our Father, Ten Hail Marys, and the Glory Be. You could take one of the mysteries of the rosary and every day, just take that, and you'll see how very soon you'll fall in love with this prayer. Remember once talking to somebody, and, uh, and we were talking about how sometimes it might be hard to find time to pray the rosary. And so then he, was, he was said that some other people, their suggestion here was always, we'll pray the rosary before having lunch. And, and the idea here was that if you miss lunch, you'll normally will find a time to make it up. You know, so if you pray the rosary, you make sure that you have that time with, with our Lord, with the Blessed Mother, well then later lunch will kind of work itself out. And then some helpful resources that you might like to read on your own time to grow in your own love for the, the rosary. Well, one is on the Most Holy Rosary by Pope John Paul II. This is a, a document that he published in 2002, something very worthwhile that I recommend to all of you. Or there's another little book, The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis Marie de Montfort. And then a more recent book that you might like, The Champions of the Rosary by Father Donald Calloway. And there he talks about different men and women who had the rosary very present in their lives and how that helped them live true Christian virtue. You know, we're living in a world that needs men and women of faith, that needs men and women of courage. And we are called to be those men and women. Think about what we're doing right now. 
we're in adoration Friday night. Maybe we know a lot of people, maybe we're friends with a lot of people who are out doing crazy, crazy things where the last thing in their minds is, is spending time in adoration. And here we are. And we're doing the most important thing that we could possibly be doing. And we're spending time with our Lord. And He's spending time with us. Let's remember that and let's you know, also grow our relationship through Mary and through the prayer of the Holy Rosary.